0: From the LiveX Studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone. and Welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler and joining me as always is Mr. Corey Banke, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I'm coming to you live from the Cheesehead TV podcast studio Corey joins us live across the street from Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we break down the
1: gut-wrenching loss to the Lions and close out what can only be described as a fully disappointing season from the Green Bay Packers. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we
0: got... Christian Watson. We got the bad, we got... Aaron Rodgers. We got the ugly. We got. Quay Walker. My goodness. Man, you get thrown I... out of two games in one season, you definitely in the ugly. I mean, I understand there are circumstances and things beyond his control as far as what he's reacting to, but my goodness, that was that was ugly. That was ugly. Don't love it. It really was. Don't like I it. I don't. I don't like don't that like he had to
1: get – I don't like that he deleted his Twitter account, and I don't – yeah.
0: I don't I, – It's kind I, of uh, – this is the thing. Well, we'll get into Twitter and the whole thing later, but it's just, I mean,
1: I – if yeah. did you see – here's the thing. Like, how can you not feel for the kid? One, okay, he's a rookie, okay? And I just feel like I, I right. don't care. I don't care how many – times. like, second chance is literally the second season. It's not second chances within a right. first season when you're a rookie, okay? Two, right. Rashad okay. Gary goes down. This kid, we literally said it that week. It was like, oh, if yep. the defense is going to do anything, it's going to be because Quay Walker keeps doing his thing. Elevates his He did his, game. his thing. Yeah, yeah, he did, did his thing, right. and it, it – the little hope we had <laughs> was Especially largely due – the little hope that we had as a team to make the playoffs was largely due to the play of one Quay Walker. So, you know, yeah, figure some shit out. But
0: that's—I mean, yes, he's a young man. He made a really big mistake, though. I mean, you can't—we can't sweep that under the rug. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I really, I really uh, hope that next year he comes back and just shows to everybody, you know, not only is he a really good player, but he knows what he did wrong. And he's going to rectify that. I just, um, I wish that, I wish that people treated what ha,
1: what he did to that trainer the same way what the police officer did to AJ Dillon. And I'll uh, I'll just uh, let the comments kind of go from there. <laughs>
0: God, God, uh, that's hey, I I don't disagree. I definitely don't carry disagree, the G, but... baby, carry the G. Let's go. Look at that. Look a little carry the G in your hand. There we go. I'm gonna I be drinking it. a lot Loving of it. it.
1: I'm so depressed tonight. It's not. It's the Packers mainly, but yeah. It's just like it's, it's. one of those like. I feel you. It's one of those. It's one of you. those sleety dude. Today, okay. Today, this is crazy. I'm on a call. I look to my left and I see Green Bay Harbor, which is always beautiful. Mm-hmm. But literally, right. it feels like sense a sense in between the Packers playing the Lions. Green right? Bay has had this like gray overcast just All on it. Over it. <laughs> yeah, and there but but even before, right? It's just been this there's there's news anchors that talk about this this phenomena and it's like it's been like crushing, like just gray like every time you wake up <laughs> you're just like it's still sleeting. It's like seven. It's like seven. It's always seven, raining in seven. Time. Right, right, yeah, and it's like. Right. And today I got out and 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 I literally look and I'm like, everybody go outside and get some vitamin D. The sun is out. <laughs> I've never said that in my life, and I literally yelled it in the office. I was just like, this is our moment. There's get like outside. only there's only going to be like two hours I was of this. Say, guys. This is
0: our sliver of time. <laughs> That's great. That is great. I mean, yeah, it's funny you say that because to, whatever you guys have had, it's definitely hit New York today because it's been <sighs> rainy and overcast and gray uh, all day long since the moment I woke up to kind of mirror and echo the mood I have about the Packers. Because, look, it is interesting, though, with the game on Sunday and the season coming to an end, man, I you know, Zabe asked me on the radio this morning, like, where does it rank? And I'm like, this doesn't even touch – the disappointment and the gut punch that no. we've experienced both recently, not so recently, uh, Super Bowl loss. I mean, I could go down a list of things that hurt way more than this when it comes to Packers season enders. So, you know, it, it, it was a tough game to swallow and I'm still kind of hurt about it. But on the list of disappointments, not even close. Not even. I mean, worse.
1: honestly, honestly, they 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 played they they played like they we thought they would. They, they played like they yeah. had all season, you know, except for yeah, like four exactly. times. I mean, uh-huh. here here's the thing, and everybody's going to shit on me for this, but I don't give a shit. And I've been thinking about this for a while, but it's like, right, ever since Adam Schefter made that announcement before the draft two and a half years right. ago, whatever it was, that Aaron Rodgers was considering not coming back to the Green Bay Packers, this offense has mm-hmm. been trash, and. You know, you can say what you want about the offense being better than the defense this year, and that's fine. But this offense has never really gotten itself together, and it's gotten run over by really good teams. And it's just not been and able some to. Some not really good teams. Too. <laughs> it's not been like, able yes, to produce. No, but I mean, if you look, I'm, I'm when in that instance, I was right. thinking, you know, going with my cousins into Lambeau Field for the first time after the pandemic, six people right. in our grandfather's seats in a weird spot, watching us get our ass handed to us by the Bucks because you know we can't fucking take advantage of a three turnovers in a row and get some offense going, right. you know. And it's just like, yep. yep. You know, or finding our identity, like, there's something that broke, and I know I said London, but there's something that broke on that day, that, that draft day, and it's right. it hasn't been the same since.
0: Well, it, it, what's fascinating, though, is like, okay, so I think the first year he comes back, they're still pretty good. They're obviously not as good as they were uh, prior, right? But, you know, I mean, hell, they, they, they were productive, especially as long as Devontae Adams was in town. What's interesting to me is how far off they've fallen when it comes to red zone offense. You know, the red zone offense was so good a few years ago, definitely slipped a little bit last year. This year, it was straight up hard to watch. I mean, I don't know what happened. I don't know where the execution went. I don't know where the creativity and the play calling went. Although there was some of the, there were some of those questions last year, they were still able to score touchdowns as, as opposed to this year where we said it on watch party. Unless you throw one of those bombs to Watson or Lazard that goes into the end zone, you're in trouble because you're just throwing yourself into a situation where you have struggled mightily all season long. Uh, Speaking of which, let's look at one of those, shall we, in this week's hotness, the final hotness of the season. Roll it, Nick. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Each and every week, prior to getting to the news and having to get into the nitty-gritty, we like to get the hotness going here at Packer Transplants. This week, I mean, there's no doubt. There's no question what it is. Uh, Nicholas, go ahead and roll it, because this is just a thing of beauty. Aaron Rodgers rising to fire deep down the right sideline. And look at this rookie receiver with a guy draped all over him. Are you kidding me with this catch? What's that? Let's look at it several different times in slow-mo okay because here it is I mean this is a rookie this is incredible this is just an incredible play by a kid who is only going to get better and I love that he gets up in mean mugs and talks his smack and oh yeah one more time one more time guy hugging him as he catches it what's that one last final different angle yeah there it is <laughs> I mean, my goodness, people. How long have we waited for a playmaker, <laughs> a deep shot playmaker in this offense who didn't need it to be completely wide open and just completely have it handed to a gift wrap to him who can make a play like that with a dude all over him? I love it. That's the hotness right there. That is the hotness. And he's only a rookie. Did I mention he's a rookie? He's a rookie. Uh, all right. Time for some Packers news. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know if you're, you've you got the memo here, Corey Benke, but uh, the Packers have missed the playoffs for the first time under Matt LaFleur. It's a dark day. It's a dark day in uh, Packers history. And I don't know, man. I, I know there are uh, people who have already begun to beat the drum uh, that it is time to fire Matt LaFleur. And that's, I will say, even for Entitled Town, that's a bit shocking to me. That is a bit shocking to me. You missed the playoffs for the first time as a coach, and it's time for you to be fired. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can board that train. Who uh, said that? Oh, are you kidding me? You must not be on Twitter very much. Um, Dude, you're several, reading eggs. You're, you're, you're cherry picking eggs. No, it's always, there was a pot. There's a very it's popular every time. Podcast oh my
1: god! Put it if out. I had a, if I had a dollar for every time some blogger, or social media or reporter, oh Twitter's saying it, and then you actually go to the source tweet and it's like an egg, and they have like zero
0: followers. By the way, no, 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 no. This, is, these are these are actual humans. <sighs> no who are Packers fans... You've met who them? ...who are saying this. You know them? You've uh, met them? I've never met them. I've seen them online, though. Uh, but okay. many people yeah. have never yeah. seen us in life. and There's uh, this thing called AI working. where you can like basically recreate the entire it. human beings, so, by the way. Someone is out there, probably Vikings fans, making artificial huh. intelligence versions of Packers fans, calling yes. for Matt LaFleur's ouster. That's what you're telling yes. me. Yes. Okay. That
1: is the way that more likely scenario including, than an actual... Including
0: someone... In this here chat earlier, okay, that
1: sounds good. No, no, that yeah, yeah. Chat. There's this right. thing called Chat GPT, and it can just take over cool. stuff. I, I, hear, roll, this man. Is I hear. I That's what I hear. Love it. Um, that's a way more <laughs> plausible scenario than what you're suggesting. What you're suggesting is
0: that Packer actual fans Packer still. fans
1: are saying, "Oh no, well we know this." Um, but yeah, no, why would you? Why would you want who would who would you want as coach? By the way, let's 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 go oh, down this rabbit hole me? for a second.
0: They want Sean Payton. It's like Sean Payton Sean is now Payton. The officially. I'm sure they're saying officially Jim officially
1: Leonard too. Somebody will throw Jim Leonard oh, out there. Just relax.
0: I now. need just Jim relax. Leonard as my coach. Remember, remember how for years, and I'm talking for years. Packers fans want like some disgruntled Packers fans wanted Bill Cower, even though Cower had been oh, like yeah. retired for years and it was still like, Oh, we could still get Bill Cower. Sean Payton is the new Bill Cowher. like Packers fans. Oh my God. Yes. Sean Payton is the thing. Oh, you see, you're saying all this and I'm like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but literally talking to Billy on beer and ball, he said the very first call they got on Packers. Yeah, OT at iHeart post game radio show. Hmm. was should uh, bring the radio pink. the
1: radio producer interesting which person they picked to be the first caller you know that they have like a queue they can line them up. Oh, you want Matt
0: Lafleur fired? What a call. great way
1: to start! What a great way to start our show! Yeah, Chat GPT made that call. Someone made the
0: call. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Chat. Yeah,
1: yeah. Armin made that call. It was Armin. Ar- Dude, if Ar- I here's the, the, the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. If I if I was a if I was an iHeart Radio producer, which honestly I should just do this. If we do the post game show, we should have a right. thing. If we ever end up getting to do any kind of post game show. We sh- when you guys have whatever the call-in segment is, I'm just going to try to be... I'm basically going to try to prank you guys as, like, a Wisconsin fan. Come up with the most crazy shit and you guys will have to sniff me out. That would be fun. And it'll that be- could be a whole sponsored... T- that could problem, be a whole sponsored though-
0: thing. Yeah. Sponsored gig. But the problem is, is, like, it'd probably be no... It'd be indiscernible from all the other nonsense and craziness I know. that they get most game after a loss. So... Yeah, that'll be fun. That'd be a good time. That'd be a good time. It's like, where's Waldo with crazy takes? I like it. I like it a lot. Um, (laughs) Also, other Packers news. The 2023 Packers opponents are set now that they have finished their season. At home, of course, they have their divisional opponents. And then at home, at Lambeau, we will see the Chiefs, Chargers, Rams, Saints, and Bucks. Maybe Tom Brady returns to Lambeau. I doubt it, but you never Mm -hmm. know. Doubt it. And then, of course... On the road, again, the the division folks. And then going to Atlanta, going to Carolina, Corey, our old stomping grounds, going to Denver to face the Broncos, Vegas to take on the Raiders, here in New York City to take the Giants on, and then going to see the Steelers in Pittsburgh. And I'm telling you right now, Corey, the Cheesehead TV meetup here in New York for that Giants game is going to be off the chain.
1: I know that it feels like there's – there's more away than home because there's one more away, right? Because of the because of the yes. thing. Yes, because this and was the, our year home game. And then we, game after and this, we 10. get a home game, right?
0: So next year, yes. For 2024, Lambo will finally get nine home games. For the first time I hate since the NFL week. with a fucking passion. I swear
1: to God, I hate the NFL with a fucking passion. All <laughs> oh, they do is it. fuck us all the time. They just fuck us all the time. They fuck you. What is that? What, what is the what is, is the, the drive through? It's Joe <laughs> you at the and, Yeah, well,
0: it's Lethal Weapon uh, 3, I believe.
1: Yeah, lethal. They fuck you. That's at how deep you went with that. That's how you get. Drive That's through. what no, they drive-thru. do. The drive through. Yeah. Fuck you at the drive-thru. But doesn't he say well, it Lethal all Weapon the time? 3, like He basically brings up another yeah. vendor, Everywhere and they're like, go. yeah, and then they do that, and then you get those. It's so great. Wait. That's how I feel perfect. as a Packer fan is Joe Pesci <laughs> and Lethal what Weapon the NFL? There Yes. You go. That's oh, what they do. They per- love it. Per- they perfect love perfect it. Perfect they love it. Oh, them, them little yokels. Let's fuck them over. Might Wait a well. second,
0: you know, but every other fan base in the NFL <sighs> will say, "Are you high on crack?" All the NFL does is bend over backwards for the Packers. I mean, they just put them in prime time. You know, they try to make things great for the Packers.
1: That's what yeah. That turned out so great. That turned out so I mean, great.
0: It's not They're, their fault. The Packers. Let's the let's bed. be
1: real. They weren't the reason. <laughs> the, there is only one reason and one reason only that they flex that game. Okay. Maximum ratings? eyeballs for, yeah, ratings. hundred And they'll <laughs> <was> say <laughs> they didn't do it to help the Packers' playoff chances. I can tell you no, that right no, now. No. And they true. didn't do very it to true. help the fans that have to sit there at, and that wasn't even that cold. No. But if it had, it could have been cold, right? So right. all of a sudden right. they put people in negative 20, which they've done before. They don't give a shit about that. No, so, yeah, I don't yeah no. They I only care, care about ratings. And if you look historically at the NFL in the last 10 years, Packers – Pretty high up in the ratings, Packers, Dallas. Oh yeah, like the NFL no, is like, already high up, but the yeah, the, the Packers right. are the cream of the crop. Like they're they're it. I mean, the, know, I but,
0: believe still to uh, through week eighteen, the Cowboys Packers game is the highest rated on the season. Like, and that wasn't even a Sunday night game. So that'll uh, I mean, that'll definitely get watching the, the Packers See on football. You know, you know they make this they make this uh,
1: candle. I don't know if you know this. I should. It's called no. Grandpa's chair. No. It smells like grandpa. Okay? What? The Packers oh. The Packers are I... the grandpa chair candle for the America. Okay? <laughs> like, if you want <laughs> If you want comfort food, right? If you just want to be like, if you just want to wrap yourself up in like non patriotic America, like America that's like, right. you know, kind of real America, right? Not just Americana, like, oh, I'm right, draping right. the fra- flag over me, whatever. No, no, no. The Packers are as close as it gets. They're so close. Like, they're the grandpa's chair candle of, of life, really. Of life, truly. Grandpa's chair me. smells really good. You that's know, grandpa's chair. So Everybody good. knows. Everybody knows what grandpa's
0: chair you know, smells like. At this point, grandpa's chair is my dad's chair. My dad is like famous yeah. with our friends group yeah. and whatever. My family's. And group. How good does like, his chair Dad smell. has his chair. How good his chair and he smell. never leaves it, and it's awesome. It was better when he used to smoke a pipe when I was a kid, but even today, it's amazing. But that's the thing. You um, sit
1: in that chair and you immediately want to go to sleep. You immediately are like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I you're I like, warm. you in feel a warm. warm? Blanket, 100%. Yeah, that's the Packers.
0: I will say, it is funny you say that. It, like, you see the Packers, especially in a night game in, like, December or January, there is a very kind of, I don't know, a comforting feeling about it. Like, it is like it's something we've gotten used to as a society almost because the Packers have been good for so long, etc. But it is kind of like a, you know, a moment every year where it's like, oh, yeah, they're the Packers on TV, as they should be. I agree with that sentiment. Um, the other bit of news is the Packers have the 15th selection in the 2023 NFL draft. So they did just enough to put themselves right in the middle. Like, I understand there's plenty of fans out there who were hoping they would tank. They didn't do that. But now it's like, okay, now you got to deal with the fact that you won those games at the end of the year. 15th selection. So, you know, hey, you can still get a good player at 15. Still get a great player at 15. But that's where the Packers will be drafting. I will say, Corey, the one singular upside here is that we don't have to wait quite as long on draft night during the live Cheesehead TV draft stream to wait for the Packers selection. Though we all know, did we take
1: AJ home. Hawk at seven?
0: I can't remember. It was six, I think, six or seven, oh, six. Because yeah. who's somebody yeah, because... good? We took at fifteen. 15 is, like, such oh, a like, shitty place to be. I don't, remember, I don't remember off the top of my head anybody at any number. It's um, like you're almost remember, you're overpaying for somebody
1: at 15, you know? It's like probably it's like the first the eight tiers. guys.
0: This is the thing. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, essentially, usually, right? It's like the first eight guys, that, and then the
1: next eight, eight get paid, like, yeah, kind of yeah. the first eight. And then you're like, oh, well, they're you know, and if and you pick good, good, you're like, good. oh, I didn't overpay. And yeah, it's just a weird place. You can't really trade <laughs> up. How are you going to trade up?
0: Well, yeah, the Packers traded up.
1: What if the Packers traded up for a quarterback? Okay,
0: can we just not? Can we just not? I feel like we wait, but I
1: feel like if if you're if you're Brian right now and you know, (laughs) I mean, let's be real, okay? We're like, can 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 we just be real with ourselves for two seconds here? We're gonna spend the next 365 fucking days of our life, okay? with the same shit we just went through, okay? And if we're going to do that, <sighs> like, how are we not? How are we not? Someone explain this to me. Somebody somebody, tell me we're not going to be doing Groundhog Day as Packer fans this year because that's I what mean, we just did last I hope, year.
0: I I hope we're not, but I, I got to admit, <sighs> kind of right there with you. Now, my one sliver of hope is like breaking down Rodgers' contract and all of that kind of sheds a little bit of light as to – why this might be the year they move on. But we'll get there when we get to blogosphere, which you know if you read But how do you too. move on so, though?
1: I we'll talk this. about it later. We'll talk about it later. But um, I'm just saying like so, a, well no you're talking about the draft right now. I'm still in the draft, okay? I know, I know somebody okay. said watching this show is like watching fireworks that don't light. Or they light but they can't <laughs> stay lit. Um that's fine. Fair, it's my fault. Fair. If you're if you're upset, that's fine. It's all my fault. Um so who do you
0: draft at fifteen? Though you know what I'm saying, dude. You're asking me, Mister. I don't pay attention to the draft until like the combine. I, I feel don't know. like
1: I I feel like you could pretend, I feel like I mean I know it sounds a little crazy, but just, just stick with me, okay? So yeah, I'm with you. You can't pick up Jordan Love's fifth option because it's just gonna piss the kid off. So option. you're gonna have to yeah. Mm, so you're gonna uh... have to trade him, right?
0: No, I mean Aaron Rodgers was trying to get traded that
1: whole time during Favre and all that he was like making a little bit of a stink and all that stuff like you gotta play me you gotta play me so this year is gonna be Jordan's agents being like you gotta play him you gotta play him you gotta play him right so like
0: that's gonna be there's
1: gonna be all that kind of like then there's gonna be you know us not being able to hand off to a running back and then there's gonna be us (laughs) not being able to get hand signals because we haven't taught the right hand signals then there's gonna be us not figuring shit out then there's gonna to be us not understanding situational football and all those things that our offense right. loves to give us all the time. And then, right. so so then, meanwhile, you could just have the heir apparent, you know, you could draft the heir apparent and give him a year.
0: Mm-hmm. Get him ready. I love Aaron Picard in the comments. The middle of the draft is overpaying. Ja at 18 and Gary at 12 worked out fine. Yeah, because they picked really good players. The point is, if you don't, then you're fucking screwed and overpaying. But I hear you. I trust Brian's going to take a good player in the first round. It's that third round that seems to be the issue. Um, and then finally, the li- a little last piece of Packers news: the Packers draw the most fans to Lambeau in five years. Now, of course, some of those years included a pandemic, so it's mm-hmm. you know kind of skewed a little bit. But it is good to see Lambeau back. You know what I mean? Like that Cowboys game was fucking awesome, and the vibe of the Vikings game was great. Lambeau averaged 78,075 paying fans per game compared to 77,991 last year. And it's the most since 2017 on average. So it's good to see Lambeau back, like fully back. I like it. God, I like it. No other place on this earth. You want to watch a football game other than Lambeau field. And now we don't get to until August. God help me. All right, let's talk about the offense, shall we? This offense, baby, let me tell you something. I was feeling it. I was feeling like, okay, you know, yes, there's still a little bit of herky-jerky, kind of still trouble in the red zone. But I tell you what, the offensive line is playing real well. Maybe if Aaron Rodgers comes out of the gate smoking hot and, you know, they get that running game going and they get the play-action game going and we're going to go right into the playoffs and make a run. And then Sunday night happened and it all fell apart because the offensive line fell apart. I mean, this was their poorest performance as a collective since the Jets game. I mean, it was shocking. And this is not – I mean, kudos to the Lions. They had a great game plan, especially when it came to taking away what the Packers like to do with the zone running scheme. But, my God, and I – like, Hutchinson's a great player. Don't get that twisted. He beat Josh. He beat Tom. He's really good. He was a high draft pick for a reason. But, man, as a whole, as a unit – The interior were the major problem. You know, the the broadcast will highlight, you know, a tackle getting beat on third down, and that's normal, and I get that. But, man, whether it was Jenkins, whether it was Myers, who had his probably worst game of the year, or Runyon, who has had a really good season, all three of them were, you know, I'm not going to say terrible, but they were pretty bad for a good chunk of this game. And you can talk about Aaron Rodgers at the end, and we will. You can talk about the defense giving up stuff in the fourth quarter. All of that is true, but to me, the entirety of this game falls on the offensive line because if the offensive line performs up to the standard they had set the month previous, the month prior, they win this game. So I just, I, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely mean that's, kind of. That's the Bucks
1: to me. game. That's the. I mean, like, it's like we've been down this story. It's like. It's like as soon as you realize, you, I I fundamentally do not understand. Okay, I I understand, I understand the philosophy of like that third contract, right? I get that, but I don't fundamentally understand when you you watch David Bakhtiari fall apart on you in the Bucks game for whatever reason because he couldn't be there. You play him in the Lions game, you know, I think it was a year ago. You see all this and you don't keep Corey Lindsley. It's just maddening. It's like. Corey Lindsley, you. you know what? Corey Lindsley played really good this season. I watched him. Yeah, he, he was did. the only other yeah, person did. I watched. He had he had some penalties in some games, but he played as good as he's played. You know, he was solid, right? So now you got a right. solid guy, and it's just uh it's just like as soon you know, it's like. The offensive line is that one – I don't know. It's it's like taken for granted. It's been 100% it's taken for granted. It's, yeah,
0: 100 Yes, yeah. it's the we, engine. It's
1: 100% been you taken draw, for you... granted that we'll have a good offensive line as the Green Bay Packers. And that's yes. probably the number one yes. reason in the last two decades we've been a good team.
0: You look at – you get in your car, right? You get up in the morning, you're going to work, you get in your car, you turn it on, and you drive there, and you get out of the car, and you go inside. That's it, right? That's how what's supposed to happen. You talk about being taken for granted – when you've got a good engine that works, yeah, you take it for granted because it works. Yep. But the Packers' offensive line absolutely blew gaskets, belt lines, fucking, you know, fuel hose line. Everything was just done in that game. It was awful. It fell All apart. season, I mean, in all season
1: until they gelled, kind of,
0: kind of late, seventy-five percent of the way in the season. Well, they they, finally yeah, but out they their, made the shift stiff. after. They made the shift after the Jets game because that was a complete embarrassment. And they seem to find at least, you know, a way that the, the kind of cohesive unit would work together. And you thought, you know, going into this final game, okay, here comes Detroit, a team that you move the ball up and down the field in their house, you know, again, not a world-beating bunch up front, especially along the interior. And they made you look silly in your place. It's just the biggest disappointment of the season for me. Um, speaking of disappointments, early drops, fumble, Miss throws. It all adds up. It all adds up. When and the okay, you look at these three things, right? Drops, fumbles, and miss throws. Right. You got a drop from Lazard and a drop from Dylan. You got a fumble. Probably the entire fulcrum of this game. The entire thing swings on Aaron Jones's fumble, and then miss yeah. throws from Rodgers, including an interception that got called back because of a penalty. Thank goodness. All of these mistakes. Or by your best frontline players. Yep. That's you can't win that way. You can't win, especially when you throw in the atrocious play of the offensive line, but your best players need to play their best in these big games. And for whatever reason, over the course of the last like three, four years, the Packers have gotten to this moment where it's win or go home and their best players do not play their best. Whether it with I'm not talking just again, not just this year. Devontae Adams. Didn't play his best in the game last year, last two years. You know, had phenomenal seasons. You get to that big winner go home game, not as good. And that totally held up on Sunday night. Your best players need to play their best, and they most certainly didn't. And, again, another huge disappointment.
1: I mean, it kind of goes to, you know, I personally... Lazard had an, an incredible blocking season, and he had an incredible, mm-hmm. pretty good re- wide receiver season. Um, I think the one knock on Lazard is that the details, right? It's the it's the times when I yeah. need you,
0: and, the, and this
1: happened many times, it's at least seven times that I can think as, as a, a receiver,
0: receiver. Yeah.
1: where yeah. he had moments. They were typically slants, they were quick shoots, they yeah. were things where it's like I got to get you the ball because I need a first down from you. And this is the most important thing I need from you today, where for whatever reason, he didn't deliver. And when you're the number one, like you said, right, like when you're the number one, you can't afford not to deliver in those moments.
0: You've got to. You've got to. You're a front line starter. You've got to. You've got to be consistently good, if not great. And again, for whatever reason, these games and, you know, I saw somebody in the chat ask why didn't they play their best? I mean, if I knew that, I'd sell it to Matt. I have no idea. It's been a consistent issue, and it's not just under Matt. It was goes back to McCarthy's days where if you don't play your best in the biggest games, you're not going to win. The best players, your best players need to play their best because the, we all know the margin for victory in the NFL is so slim anyway. Like, if your best players aren't playing up to their potential, you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I will say we're soon going to add – a name to this list when we talk about the frontline stars of the Green Bay Packers. And that of course is Christian Watson. I mean, you look at the, just the way this kid completely changed everything on the offensive side of the ball, as far as their approach and the way other teams play them. I mean, you don't think for a second that defensive coordinators are going to spend a whole lot of time looking at how the Packers utilize this guy all throughout the second half of the season. Basically, from the Cowboys game on, it is going to be a focal point because you talk about guys who, you know, give you trouble or cause you nightmares as a defensive coordinator. Watson can take any touch or any play and be gone. He's so explosive. He's so dynamic. I, I love this guy. I love the potential. We've only seen just even the tiniest little bit of it, and now I, you know, and the onus is on him. We talk about the year one to year two jump. That is on the player. Now yeah. it is about the work he does when he's away from the facility. When he's gone for the offseason. What does he do to put himself into position to capitalize on what was an outstanding second half of this season? I'm excited. If we
1: ever figure out how multiverses work, I really believe that. I could go – I, I want to get the ticket so that I can go in the right. multiverse for the 2023 season where he catches the ball in the first game, gets a touchdown, and we go on to win right. the Super Bowl. Because there is a multiverse William where those two <laughs> things – no, seriously, I'm serious. There I is a multiverse where those feel. two – I want to live in that world, Okay. Just want to I bet it's the yeah. same world. Find I it. bet in that world, Brandon Bostick never happened either. I bet we went to the Super Bowl in that year. So I, I just you know Ugh. I wanna live in a Packer fan I wanna live in a Packer fan friendly multiverse. Is that so much to ask?
0: I don't think so. I, I just think, I feel like, like it's know, not that much to, get to get ask. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh let's switch over but, to the defensive side yeah. of the ball, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about the defense because really? everyone wants okay. Joe Barry fired. Everyone's beside themselves. that I know a Alifor different Corey lives in that world. Indicating... I'm killing
1: that Corey, by the way. I'm going to kill that Corey. He's going <laughs> to be dead. <laughs> the yeah, other multiverse, Corey, you're dead. So get ready. I'm going to come kill you
0: because okay, two people yeah, Amy, can't live in their own multiverse. Amy's right. Can't you happen. said the B word. You said it. No one else. I did. You said the B word. Because I was in a multiverse. I was in the multiverse. You, it's a fair point. That's, that's a fair point. Uh, the defense. The defense played well enough to win that game. Everybody talking about like stuff in the fourth quarter, second half in general. I understand the complaints. I understand why you are upset with it. The defense played well enough to win that game. When you're kicking those field goals in the first half, Matt himself said it a couple weeks ago, kicking just as much, just as many field goals as you need to lose. You know, it's like the offense had given them any kind of support, especially in the first half, they're winning that game. That's a winning effort from the. I mean, that's
1: in my opinion, that's the entire season, but maybe one game. To be honest with you,
0: Uh, I think there were a few, but I I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying. I would also add the the first Detroit game, where they held them to 16 points. Like they they've they've done their job against Detroit. The offense is just completely. Like I
1: I I know a lot of people, and they're like they're like, oh hey, the defense. The defense is kind of weird because, like, they're they're ranked like thirtieth, and the offense was ranked twentieth, and I'm just like, yeah, right. that's a stat. Oh, I know, but that doesn't really that doesn't really tell the st- with, a story. How many times was the, the defense?
0: How many times does the defense put in a bad situation because of the offense? And there's like so much kind of la- so many layers to that. Um, I, I don't I, look. I get like DVOA right, or just straight up defensive rankings. I understand yep. comparing them. Previous years, what have you. But I also know that there's context to the game, right? There's ideas of, okay, well, we like the Sunday is a perfect example. You know, you completely held them down, held them in check for an entire half. And it's still basically, essentially, what was it, a one score game at halftime? Yeah. You know, well, you know, in this day and age when all of the rules are kind of given the offense every advantage. Like, you've got to if, – if your defense is shutting the other team down, the expectation has to be that you're getting some support from the offense. Yeah. And too many times this year, that just didn't materialize. It's complimentary football, which kind of became a buzzword this year, people talking about it. It's like, yeah, it, it's what winning football teams do. And I understand a lot of times people look at highlights or other teams that score a lot of points. They're like, well, it has to be like that. Like, no, nobody's say, sitting here saying they got to score 40-plus a game. I don't expect that. I mean it'd be nice, don't get me wrong. I I'm mean like, sniff my nose at it, but you know, just have Aaron take Rogers. care of the football. Well, it, it goes back to your favorite favorite sequence in uh, London. When you watch your uh defense give up an 8 minute <laughs> touchdown drive, maybe possess the football? Give them a little breather? But no. Time to go. I mean, I remember. I remember. It wasn't too
1: long ago where an Aaron Rodgers-led offense could just basically score at will. I well, do remember. That, we don't live. It wasn't a that dream.
0: Feels like a multiverse, though. No, it but wasn't. it wasn't. It
1: it's, wasn't a dream. It was it like 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, long, long 2015, ago, though, 2016. And then you know, then oh fuck. Fuck Mike McCarthy, although I love him now, and I'm going to change the narrative. But fuck Mike McCarthy. I'm going to (laughs) totally undermine everything he's trying to do on offense and be a fucking diva. And now I'm going to just keep continuing it and not communicate with my coach over time. And it's like, I don't understand. Am I the only person? I know I'm not the only person, but I just feel like, you know, everybody wants to, like, I don't know. Everybody wants – anytime you talk about QB1, everybody wants to shit on you because they're just like, oh, you're being political, you're being all this. But, like, nothing is more obvious to me. The last five years, the what is is what what is wrong with our offense has been, the unfortunately, the person we most rely on to not be wrong with our offense. And I'm not saying we should have, like, gotten rid of the guy, but it's like he's the number one problem. He is the number one problem with whether the Green Bay Packers are going to have a good offense
0: or not, in my opinion. Well, oh, I mean, he's the driver. He, he has the ball in his hand every play. I will say in those last five years, though, we did have the 2020 offense, which was amazing. You know, it's not like it's been completely barren of, exi- you know, of greatness because we've it seen didn't it. didn't really score but, it well, though. Not like the old time. Uh, like, like, it was pretty eh. good, though. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty efficient. Pretty damn good. Put up a lot of points. Yeah. But um, certainly didn't rise to the occasion against the Bucks there at the end of the year. Um, but speaking of which, situational ball. Still a heartbreaker. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. After everything I just said about the defense play well enough to win, they did, given the fact that they got no offensive support. But then you turn around, and there are two moments. And I know one of them has been kind of well covered on Twitter as far as um, the the play where Jair is playing way off. And basically the Lions receiver just goes to the sticks. It's like an old-school like backyard football play. like Just go to the sticks, and who and out. It was like the Tennessee game all over again. And, look, that's frustrating enough. But it's situational, right? Like, situational awareness. And that comes down to Joe. It comes down to the guys on the field. Like, you got to know, man, where you're at. And then the other, you flip it around, and after the Aaron Jones fumble, when Detroit is given the ball back, you know, and they go and they get that field goal before halftime, there's the play that gets them in, like, the best possible field goal range. When, again, receiver uncovered at the line, just basically darts forward, and Goff hits him, and he falls forward. He's not trying to score a touchdown. He's just trying to get into good field field goal range. Like, again, situational awareness. And I don't know what the call was. I don't know if that's something somebody missed on the field. I don't know if Joe what Joe called as far as the actual call, what was actually played. But as a unit, it's situational awareness, and situational ball has killed this defense time and time Time again in 2022 so i don't know if that's something you drill i don't know if it's something you like drill down on over the offseason and in camp and what have you but man it was noticeably bad throughout the entirety of this season and, you know i can go back to the buffalo game i can show you things in the commanders game like there's just instances week I mean, after london. week after london week.
1: is london is london is everything you need to know about in my opinion Everything you want to know about the 2022 2023 Green Bay Packers,
0: <laughs>
1: you can watch two halves of football and they're in the same game. And just watch that game. Yep. That is everything great about the Packers for that season and everything shite about the Packers that
0: season. That is. You see, you even use the English colloquialism. Well done. It, um, finally, because it was fucking shite. That's what it was. It was a fucking piece of Correct. shite.
1: We just laid on Tottenham Hotspur, burned that place to the ground. Like no one ever go there again. <laughs> that
0: place oh, is dead to me. Finally, I will
1: never go back there. I will never. I will. If the NFL makes us fucking play there, I will protest outside. I will. I. I hate that place. I have never had more hate <sighs> in my heart for a place than that place. That where that place. My heart. Was stomped on in that place, okay? <laughs> stomped on. Just stomped Wait, on.
0: So is Hotspur Stadium worse than Seattle Stadium? Yes
1: right now. Wow. Wow. I'll go back to Seattle. Because see, the thing about Seattle was, it was really funny when all the hundreds of fans, because Seattle fans are such bandwagons. Oh, man. They're the most bandwagons. The 12th man was, the 12th man was the biggest piece of garbage marketing campaign I've ever seen. The 12th man was worse marketing than G-Force. Like, I'm almost nostalgic for G-Force at this point. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, The 12th man was some bullshit because they couldn't even stay long enough to watch their team win a game. Wow.
0: Trash. Win a game to send them to the Super Bowl. That's the best part. I love it. I love it. Um, The other issue, of course, on defense, and this has kind of been talked about a lot uh, on Twitter, online, and uh, other areas, but I wanted to address it here. Way too many guys regressed on the defensive side of the ball. Unfortunately... Couple of those guys were guys that got paid, whether it was Rasul, whether it was Devandre. I mean, I would I would even throw in didn't Kenny regress Clark though. Into that mix. Preston didn't regress. Preston's one of the few, definitely. Amos definitely did. Kenny Clark yeah, had a two. But disappearing then Amos Amos like the Amos
1: pulled a Woodson. Kenny Kenny and Amos pulled Woods Woodsons and they got better as we got closer to the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> they were like, Oh, here come the playoffs. Which well, I, don't, I mean I don't actually hate on that, insane, to be honest with Vikings. you. I know, and to be honest with you, I don't hate on that so much. It's like, eh, you know.
0: Yeah. But it's just like this is – if you want to talk about Joe Barry, which I understand, you also have to look at guys need to play up to their capabilities and or the standard that they have set. Because look, the, go back and watch the playoff game against the the 49ers last winter, last January. that's a good point. Stokes, yeah. What happened to Stokes? Stokes regressed as well before his injury. He was not playing near as well as he had played his rookie season. This is my point. Like, way too many guys that they were counting on, that they had plans to, this is our defense, way too many guys played below the standard that they had previously set. Now, look, each and every guy, maybe there's like a bunch of things that they'll point to or the team would point to to say, well, okay, yeah, but, yeah, but, okay, fine, but when you put it together as a collective, that's a major issue. That's your defense that you were that your start frontline dudes who as a collective took a step back. And I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's guys sloughing off. I don't know what it is, but it's apparent. And it's I mean, it is there for everyone to see because I know Devondre Campbell is a better player than he showed us this year. I know Rasul Douglas is a better player than he showed us for a lot of this year. You know, I absolutely know that Adrian Amos is a better player than he showed for much of this season. So that's the thing where it's like I've seen you do it. I know you can do it. I've seen you do it at a high level for long stretches. But for whatever reason, this season, man, it was tough. It was real tough. And it was a major issue. It's a major issue. It's one of the things you talk about, Lafleur talking about, they got to go over things with a fine-tooth comb. For me, that's a that's a big part of it. No doubt about it. I mean, that, that and self-scout
1: are their two biggest weaknesses. Why did our players regress? And why can <sighs> no. we not self-scout our own fucking deficiencies that every other person on the earth can see
0: except us? <laughs> right. Right. That's the second problem. Oh, man. Uh, well, hey, speaking of self-scouting and looking at the team, uh, the season is upon us. Uh, here are uh, some notable und- uh, unrestricted free agents heading into the offseason. Corey... I'm not going to. I don't need responses to each one of these, but I want to get your take on who yeah whether you they think whether we keep them or will not, be right? back exactly yeah. So we've got Alan Lazard, Keyshawn I don't Nixon, see him. Adrian I, Amos, Alan
1: Lazard. Oh, I thought you were doing each one.
0: I was just going to list them all, and then you can name who you think is going to be back. Oh, oh all right oh, oh, So here's okay. There, here's I some. Do no, the just, person
1: just, if you do the person, and I'll say yes or no if they're coming back. Okay, all right. Thank
0: Alan you. Lazard, no. Keyshawn Nixon. Yes. Adrian Amos. No. Robert Tunyon. Yes. Mason Crosby. No. Dean Lowry. No. Randall Cobb. No. Mercedes Lewis. No. And Jerron Reed. Yes. Wow, I... What's amazing is I agree with all of them except for Jaron Reed. That's the only one I think they'll <laughs> they're try to move on. But every other one, I'm lo- I'm right in lockstep with you. That's amazing. I thought for sure we'd have more to disagree on, but I'm right there with you. I I, I agree wholeheartedly except for Jaron Reed. I think uh, he was not well, he obviously I, wasn't a world uh, beater uh, this year, but I thought he gave them some really kind of. Consistent defensive line play. No, he's not a superstar. He's not JJ Watt. Well, that's why I said yes.
1: But I said yes to Jaron Reed, though. No.
0: Did you? I thought you said no. Yeah. Okay, so we're all good. Yeah, 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 we're good. Yeah, no, no, no.
1: And the reason why was the same reason because I felt like Jaron Reed's one of those guys where you need a bunch of those kind of guys in the mix, and he's probably not going to cost you that's a lot of money. So, because I was thinking about that, right? Hope. It's like, yeah, like yeah. Lazard, he's going to get a contract, right? Um, Everybody Somewhere, else yeah, who I either said no yeah. Amos will probably get a contract somewhere, but like at some point we've got to move agree. on for Like we gotta move on yep. from some of these guys. Mercedes Lewis, I mean, I love him, but he's going into his nineteenth season or eighteenth season. It's, it's, it's like, bro, come on. Like this is a young and, man's team. We need to have too. a young man's I team. Love,
0: hey man, I love The only reason Randall,
1: Randall Cobb stays on the time. team is if he does veterans minimum and it's because fucking Rogers basically makes us do it. You Comes know, that's the only reason. Go. There's yeah. no he's other back, reason. Yeah.
0: I agree. Yeah, I agree, totally agree, and I'm with you. And the thing is, someone asked, uh, the, "Is it because Crosby retires?" I suspect yes. I got that question on daily today. I, I, my hunch is he retires. Obviously, we don't have inside information, but I think, yeah, it, it's. I think he walks away. And look, as he should, man, he set the records. He's all time leading scorer for the franchise. Yeah. Like, got nothing left to prove. Absolutely, we I, do I not
1: describe. want. The thing about the Mason choice for me is we do not want to be in a situation where our kicker's leg has deteriorated and now we're in the middle of it. We need to be thinking about the future here.
0: I mean, so, like, I think we're already there. I mean, you talk about the fact that he can't kick it to the end zone with consistency, well, we're kind of there, you know? It mean, was a 50-plus yarder that hit the crossbar in that game? You know, like love Mason. He's amazing, all-time Packer great. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It is time. And the thing was, is I thought Ahmed – Kicked really well in training camp. I was really excited to see him get some kickoff duties against the Vikings, but then he hurt himself in warm So I don't know. Hopefully he heals up and maybe he's got a shot to come back uh, next summer. Um, interesting. I just found this interesting. The next, the top five cap hits for next season, the 2023 roster Aaron Rodgers, obviously number one with 31.62 million. Bakhtiari at 29.07 million. Kenny Clark. At 23.97 million. And both Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark signed those deals kind of at a similar time. And, you know, they were kind of programmed almost to both jump at the same time. Aaron Jones at 20.01 million. And Jair Alexander, who just signed his mega deal, is set to be a $20 million cap hit. My question for you, Corey Banky, of those gentlemen, who do you think has their contract redone?
1: Well, I would say David Bakhtiari, but he can't, right? He can't have his contract redone.
0: I think he can I think they can restructure somewhat. I don't think they can do a straight restructure, but I think they can uh change bonus structure, essentially.
1: I would probably say him or uh and or Kenny, but I just don't I don't know. I those, those are all the top five players
0: if Bakhtiari's playing. Yep. A thousand percent. My thing is like I mean, with Aaron Jones, I think they have to. If they want Aaron Jones back, they got they there's no way they carry a back at twenty million dollar cap hit. No, no chance. So I love Aaron. But even I want him now, even him. But is he gonna be amiable to it? You know? He's got Drew Rosenhaus as his agent now. I mean, and I know but they you did need the deal, him. I got him back. I mean, I know, I know the pa- I know, I know Matt and yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I know Matt and Aaron don't feel like they need him because they don't use him ever. But I mean, I feel like you
0: need him. That's, I mean, that's a fair point. That's a fair. Maybe that's part of the. Discussion I mean, I get not paying
1: him twenty million if you're not going to hand him the ball or get him the ball ever. Well, look, look,
0: and that's not what they're paying him. That's that's his cap hit, right? It's a little different than what they're actually paying him, but um yeah you would count 20 million towards yeah the cap. because they're
1: actually That's paying not an Aaron, insignificant
0: because <laughs> like change.
1: you have 31.62 for rogers and he's getting 50 if he stays so it's like 55 50, i believe it's 59 yeah, 50 million something yeah 50 something next year I knew it was 50 something. something like that. so yeah i that, love that we're, all that,
0: sudden, <laughs> yeah, we're almost an hour into the show and we're finally hitting uh, blogger all right let's do it nicholas The Packer Blogosphere! That's right! It's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return for the final time of that venerable series, at least for a year until the next season starts. Blogosphere, baby! Look, there's obviously a lot of content out there. Tons of stuff being written and produced and video and articles and blah, blah, blah. But for me... I absolutely loved this moment from Aaron Rodgers at the podium post game being asked by Bill Huber what he was going to miss and the fact that Rodgers oh, basically damn, did a rolodex is... of all the people that regularly get to ask him questions the only thing he missed was Spoon and I think yeah. it's because Spoon wasn't there but yeah wasn't there cuz is... he couldn't see him yep this but this is phenomenal and I don't think he mentioned Stephanie Sutton and I don't think she was there but she might have been but this is phenomenal from Rodgers. This is it, Aaron. Last one. Is it last time out there, or last time here? What are you gonna miss? Hmm. I'm gonna miss your questions, Bill. <laughs> and Mike Clements taking 10 seconds to do a lead up. <laughs> And Pete angling for something, and Bob writing stories about my personal life. (laughs) You've been good lately, though. Thanks. And Jason bringing it back home with something that's kind of heavy hitting. Stephanie Sutton coming out of left field. A good question. I miss the guys. I miss the fans. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that's just great. That's just great because, you know, he's not going to announce anything at that moment, but it is a way for him to kind of tie it up with the relationship he has with the people that are there day in and day out that he has to deal with on a professional level. I just loved it. I thought it was great, and you nailed it. I mean, I thought he was pretty generous with Mike Clemens, though, because Mike can take, 10 seconds Ten feels seconds. like a pretty short time like yeah mike usually takes a good Also minute. what
1: bob was he talking about his personal life
0: which bob Domofsky. he's because Domofsky oh, once did a blurb I'll never forget it he had a thing it was oh 5 God. reasons Aaron Rodgers might be struggling and the fifth one was about Olivia Munn and since that moment Rodgers has like given him untold amounts of shit about Writing about his personal life, it was literally. I love how the he's not even. What's really funny
1: about QB One, which I used to love about him, is I'm so much pettier than him. Like he is petty <laughs> on another level, and then oh, yeah. there's me, and then there's me. <laughs> like it's that's true. the thing. Every time oh, I'm I, aware. Every I'm every aware. time every time I I see something he does, and I'm like, man, that's petty. And then I just think in my head, I'm like, wow, you've done way worse than that. Way better um, than that. I've got, yeah. So you true. know how Dave Portnoy, and not to bring this up, but like Dave Portnoy, he has champagne bottles and they're written with his enemies. And I, I, I was no like, did you know this? Yeah, so Dave no Portnoy, the founder of Barstool, he has he has champagne right. bottles that he buys. So let's say you're my enemy, right? I buy a champagne bottle and I say Aaron Nagler and I, 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 I right. emboss Aaron Nagler on the champagne bottle. Then when you fuck up, he drinks the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's some pretty petty good. shit. And I was like, wow, you do shit pretty worse good. than that. And I was like, wow.
0: Yeah, that's pretty petty. Pretty good. That's pretty petty. That's good. I like it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. It's like uh Michael Jordan was petty as fuck, is petty as fuck. Yep. He's one of the all time, if not the all time great. Yeah. And that's oh, what yeah, yeah. you know, that's what that. driven that's what's driven Rogers his whole career. You know, I wrote about that I think it was his first year as a starter. <sighs> like he's got some Jordan in him, right? The thing that he files away and like keeps it in the chip on the shoulder, the, all of that, right? Look, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. We love Aaron Rodgers, even though everyone thinks we hate him. Holy love, Aaron. Absolutely appreciate everything he's done for the organization. Without question, one of the all-time greats to play the position. Brought a title back to Titletown. Amazing Green Bay Packer. It is time to move on. It was time last year. I mean, now it's been it is time. Definitely. God. Time. We're, and it you know what's time sucks. to move on.
1: We're gonna be day okay. I'm calling it right now. We're gonna pull this clip oh, next boy. year. We're gonna pull this clip, okay, Nagler. So mark it okay. in the script. We're gonna pull the it. clip 364 Marking. Marking. days from now, from this moment, because <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, you know, if QB one, okay. So well, I don't know. I don't, You don't know, actually don't know, but um, <laughs> we're gonna. Well, you know. Here, well, actually, and then I, I was know. like, well. I mean, we're that close to making the playoffs this year, so it's like if we can yeah. kind of get our offensive. I mean, here here's the flip side of that, right? It's like, right. Well, right. if we just shore up our offensive line and we just make some improvements along the pieces, the like way. No, there's I'm no glaring wait, weakness. Wait, 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 wait. There's no, there's really no glaring well, besides the offensive line. For you. Right, right. Why? Right. Where? I would say this. Where?
0: Uh, you? No, you. I mean. All the stuff we saw this year, there are no glaring weaknesses. Not no, but I'm saying, sorry, sorry, sorry. There are
1: glaring weaknesses, but there are not like like unfillable holes. You know what I'm saying? It's not like okay, there's so many holes saying. that we can't right. fill them with the draft or free Goal, agency, right. with the room we have, and you know we're not over the cap right. crazy. We are
0: a little, you know, whatever. Like we, we'll,
1: we'll there's stay. magic we'll to stay. be made. We got Russ Ball. Come on, yeah, sure, we got
0: Russ Ball we got a real small we'll what it could be I will say yeah, I so love they fill a couple I, of wait, wait, wait. I there, love you know. I love the point you made on um happy hour uh two nights ago where like look if Aaron is back and I like yo it's a total 50 50. but if he is back you have got to I mean one billion percent if the whole idea is to run it back with 12 and try to win another championship with him as your quarterback, you have got to. I don't care if it's spending the fifteenth overall pick. I don't care if it's going hog wild in free agency and kicking the can completely down the road. I don't care. You've got to make sure that the offensive line is amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. a thousand percent amazing. Which because if the man has time to operate, he can still do some damage. But he's not able to do what he did as a younger man when he had, you know, there were certainly years where he didn't have the greatest offensive lines. But he was able to escape. He was able to make magic happen outside the pocket. He was able to make plays, even without great protection. He needs a wall in front of him. And if he gets yeah. that, I think he can still be effective. But uh, you know, that's a tall, that's a tall ask. Yeah, but here's the thing: ass.
1: you're going to have to spend more than you were willing to spend on Corey Lindsley to do that. Yes. By the way,
0: yeah, uh, yes, I agree. I agree. And you, that would be an admittance. Which would
1: be so ironic, by the way. Just the irony yeah, yeah. of, like, fuck!
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very much so. But I will say, like, look, again, Aaron Rodgers, all-time great. great Packer, his name's going to go up on the on the facade there at Lambeau. Like, 100% worthy of every accolade he's ever going to be given. But man, it is time. It is time. And here's the thing. I was kind of resigned to the idea of, like, you and I have kind of been on this train of, like, we're going to be back here in a year, right? We're going to be right yep. back where, we, where we've been. This
1: is where we were last year.
0: Andrew, we Andrew were like, Brandt let's trade. We're ready me, to trade. Andrew Andrew Brandt gave me a little glimmer of hope today uh, on Twitter when I had read uh, Joel Corey's piece on CBS about Roger's contract and where where it stands and what the options are as far as retire, trade, whatever. And I had retweeted it and just kind of uh, quoted Joel's last kind of sentiment, which was given everything we know and where this has been and the way Aaron Rodgers has operated, don't, it would be very surprising not to be back here next January. Right. Which is exactly what you and I have been saying. Like, yeah, we're going to do this again. And Andrew kind of, he retweeted me and said um, something like, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but like, you know, this is the year and it's clear by the contract. And I said, well, you know, it feels like it's the year, like a hundred percent. I agree with that. But feelings are hard to square with that contract. And Andrew again retweeted me and said something along the lines of, you know, it's pretty clear that the agreement was made so that this could be the year to get out. As far as like, how yes, so, there, is a, how, how so, there is a decent, there is an incredible amount of dead money either way, retire or trade, right? But it's a fucking nuclear bomb next year and the near year after hmm. so Andrew's intimation is that they kind of knew that all right we'll go one year it's gonna be year to year but if it doesn't work this year then that's probably it
1: but what's there so now out, though, I'm besides here, a trade though what's there out
0: is to convince them to retire is what we talked about on happy <laughs> yeah, hour like exactly basically that- don't take
1: 50 million dollars I have well. I- has that Don't ever happened in the 50? history no, 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 of the no, 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 no.
0: NFL? Two things. Two things can happen. One, he restructures the contract and then retires. Like that, that Drew Brees did that. Like people do that, right? But two, what, the did they give him guaranteed money hour, to retire? They well, the thing we talked about. Then the Packers right? Offer him a marketing deal. Like, yeah, turn down that fifty million. We'll give you a hundred million over the next ten years. Like, look, I'm not like and that doesn't touch the cap at all. That right? doesn't touch
1: the cap. And yeah, and yeah, yeah.
0: Why the hell do you have Title Town? If not to convince yeah. well, a four time MVP if you can, who is suddenly 100%. Feeling his age if you can, and father time is knocking yep. on the door. If you the, can fly in Aaron
1: Rodgers, yep. If you can fly in Aaron Rodgers for like ten to twenty appearances a year in Title Town, you're winning. You're winning. You're winning. He moves the needle. 100%. The guy fucking moves the needle me? and he's going, un- go un- unless insane. he does what Brett Favre does, he's going to move oh. the needle uh, on this franchise for the yes. rest of his life. So then and he, as well, he should, by the way. And I want to say that about Aaron Rodgers too. So a lot of people have giving me shit. The problem is, is the Packers are more important to me than Aaron Rodgers. And they always have been and they always will be. So every time I talk about Aaron Rodgers, it's through a filter of the Green Bay Packers because there is no, there is nothing almost in my life more important than the Green Bay Packers. And that sounds really stupid and overzealous. And it's just who I am. So like everything I've said about Aaron Rodgers in my, the history of this show or any time I've said is in the service of the Green Bay Packers. So, and it's been very clear in the last 24 months that, what the Green Bay Packers need and what Aaron Rodgers needs are two different things. So I hope, I hope Agreed. that he makes that decision. I just, I, I still don't, I still don't, like, I, and I haven't seen the contract hundred percent. Now here's the I thing know. too. Like I do think like, I didn't feel this way about Favre, but if Aaron Rodgers really wants to play, I know he said he's retired as a Packer, right? But if he he's got this thing where he's like I really want to play and I want to do right by you guys, I feel like the Packers could should really try to find make that happen for him, right? And so and I think that there's a way you know right. if everybody's aligned which is really difficult to do but if you can align at least Aaron Brian uh, and the franchise around this idea yeah, I mean, that he could go somewhere you could do a deal with somebody but you're going to have to well, have QB1 as and, we've talked, and
0: Brian on board. Oh of course and it's as we've talked about it's got to be someone like A that can deal with the contract situation uh, you got to think whoever he signed with probably would do a new deal but it's got to be someone desperate to sell tickets and Raiders, the Chargers, audience, right? Rams. Not that char- they got Justin Herbert. They're not gonna- Maybe the Rams. That'd be fun. The Rams might you do just it. Said despa- be- you just said desperate for fans. Those are the three not biggest desperate. franchise def- desperate for The Chargers have a quarterback. They're not going to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but, but tell you what, the Rams are garbage. interesting. The Rams are interesting. The Rams are interesting because they you know, have an insane billion, trillion dollar owner. They have so much and money and they need.
1: They need fans so badly, and <laughs> they right and right now, for fans.
0: I know, and right now they have a, a coach who runs the same system. But who knows if McVeigh is back next year? But uh, maybe the Jets. What if Rogers actually ends up throwing
1: yeah. to Devontae next year? That would be insane. That would be insane. And we get and I don't Derek car and Could he we... becomes the backup. We're Derek not. Carr is our Derek backup. Hard. That's Derek not Carr not is our backup. Contract. I'm down with uh, I'm down with Derek Carr being our
0: backup. Now you are you are in another multiverse. Like you we're we we're all multiverse out tonight because now you're in a multiverse where Derek Carr comes to Green Bay and that is not happening. Not
1: happening. I just think it would be ironic that Devontae goes to be with his best friend and then his best friend his ends best up friend comes sh- back to Green Bay, sh- okay. sucking his best friend and then he ends up with Aaron Rodgers again. That's so awkward.
0: <laughs> not gonna happen all right let, let's take a look at uh the fine folks on the old youtube what the uh comments are here this evening oh you, oh oh got this, this is where i come in thank you <laughs> this is you jesus
1: uh i got watson five can you buy carry the g online you cannot and uh, just want to nope. make a little little note. The reason I pushed this: you cannot buy Carry the G online. So Carry the G currently is in stores. Some stores, a lot of Green Bay stores were sold out last week. Uh, Len, one of our one of our Cheesehead TV fans, Patreons, um, he actually had DM'd me and was like, "Hey, I can't find it like in six places." So of the twenty-six places, I think there's maybe like twelve. The goal is to sell out. This was the eighth batch that we did. Um, eight batches. We thought we were going to do four, so we doubled our batch capacity and um <laughs> the goal is to bring it back next season if everybody wants it back so we'll do uh so you won't be able to buy it now and it'll come back uh at the beginning of so next So if you've got
0: it day. at home keep it as long as you can cuz it won't be available <laughs> throughout the summer. Uh
1: then we got uh Gerd rents greetings from Germany. What's up Germany?
0: What's up Gerd?
1: Um Dustin, thanks for super chat Corey, just got a house on Shadow Lane. Do you have a contractor you could recommend? Nags, I'll have a whistle pig. 18-year at training camp. Hope you'll join. Holy Dustin. shit. Wow. Are you on Twitter, Dustin? I'd say DM me on Twitter. That's probably the best thing to do. Or send an email to contact at cheeseheadtv.com. I, I tend to answer those. Well, usually what I do is I forward them to Nagler to deal with. But in this, in your case, <laughs> right. I will—I'll uh, deal with it myself. I got some contractors. I got some people. I, you know, you know, I i know—I know, I know some people. Luke Kearns. I people. When I moved to San Diego in 2000, I never thought I'd have this access to the Packers. Thank you. Aaron it was an honor to meet you in NYC, and Corey, I hope to have a drink with you sometime in Green Bay. Luke, yeah, I would love to. That would be amazing.
0: Absolutely, Luke.
1: Um, thank you, Luke. Uh uh-huh. let me look over here. Okay. Henry Esparza, thanks for super chat. With or without Rodgers here, should we look at D Hop?
0: Man, I'd love it. I don't know. I haven't looked at his contract. Uh I of course you should. A thousand percent. Uh, Speaking of, did you see said, that in on in, in on every conversation, right? Absolutely make the phone call.
1: What's the deal yeah. with that whole OBJ like airport? That was so weird. Like, dude, just yeah, stay away from that guy. I hope we don't – I don't. we yeah. don't really entertain getting that guy. He's ding- – He's they there's probably, something about him. probably won't he's, now.
0: Two years ago, I've been He's fine. gone over the Last edge, dude. Fine. He's gone over the yeah, edge. Was, it's like, what happens to these guys? Great. They
1: just think – they that think their shit great. doesn't stink, and he's a – like, they turn into, like, really terrible human beings. That guy has turned into a fucking douchebag. God. Maybe he already – maybe he always was one. I don't know. Um – Jocelyn, two unimpressive Ws over preseason rosters and two more with unsustainable uh TO margins provided a lot of false hope. Turnover margins provided a lot of false hope, but this team was never very good. Looking forward to following Cheesehead TV as another tense offseason unfolds. I mean, Jocelyn, you make hey, a Jocelyn. good point. This was this is an 8 and 8 team that was lucky to be an eight, 8 and 8, right? So and eventually became 8 and 9. So
0: kind of I will say though, I get the idea that yeah, the turnover differential was like uh, hard to maintain. Zero doubt about it. The fact that they were winning those games though without the offense really taking advantage of those turnovers at least gave you the idea that okay, they've got lots of different ways that they can win. And I understand you're not going to have a 105-yard kick yard kickoff return every game, like, no doubt. But Why not? that Vikings game certainly looked I like a it. team that was turning the corner and was playing kind of at their peak and hitting their stride and, like, finding their identity. So I understand Packers fans getting excited, right? Like, yes, to your point, you beat the Rams, you beat the Bears. Like, you know, that's not anything to get excited about. But yeah, especially coming off a five-game losing streak in a stretch where they look so bad – finally a start winning and then b like i said just starting to put it all together against the vikings uh, that's you know i understood the kind of excitement you know but you're right you're right
1: Massimiliano Margagliari. what's I up, good i think once again thank you for everything you do at Cheesehead tv you mean a lot for every fan around the world always go pack go thank you so much for the super chat thanks for the thanks, sentiment Sam. Ian, fellas, as always, thanks for all you've done for Packers fans worldwide. Cheesehead TV is the best in the biz. Next year, I'll see you both, hopefully in Green Bay, maybe have Corey's Old Fashioned. Definitely see Nags in New York. MD Packers fan, a.k.a. Ian. Ian, I've I've seen many, two games, I believe, with Ian, uh, both in D.C., I was um, say, DC, uh, right? Hung yeah, out with Ian. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen him in Green Bay yet, though. I missed him last time he was he was here. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate It'll you. It'll happen. It'll happen. Michael Dalaval. There is nothing that happens this year on offense that couldn't have been done just as well with Jordan Love at the helm. It's his time.
0: Ooh, damn. I mean, I don't know if that's strictly true, but it feels true. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it.
1: Uh Ryan Willie. The local media should have never compared MLF to Lombardi after his first season. Father time has caught up with Rodgers. At least the Packers don't have to play in not so dry stadium next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks for Super Chat. Pretty good. Um uh, Justin, it sucks to admit, but the mystique of Lambeau in January is dead. We now lose big games there on a regular basis. Need to get that back going forward no matter what the team does and whoever's QB. I agree with I agree with that
0: side well, of it. Until they build the team for those environments, it won't ever change.
1: I they mean, I win will some say games,
0: but it's not going to change.
1: The Ghost of Curly Lambo was doing some work this season. I'm just going to say that. Okay? So as <laughs> yeah, as, was. as as poor as they were doing in Lambo, <laughs> the Ghosts of, La- right. of Lambo field were doing their job. So mm, Um
0: True. Overshadow true.
1: Sean, thanks for another year of misery loves company. Go Pack go for life. Thanks Overshadow. Thank thanks you Overshadow.
0: You're no G, the baby. The Or
1: King. Thank you, buddy. Not sure what's going on with this guy's name. The Or King. Just subscribed. Can't believe I hadn't yet. Fucking love the takes content, especially you two and y'all's dynamic when you're on together. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. King. Thanks really for appreciate the. He ha, he ha. Okay, Jason Anderson. Corey, I agree with you about 12. Every season ending loss, he has crumbled every time when there was a miscue on offense. He always. He's always folded like a lawn chair. It does. It, I mean, you know, it does feel different. Like he used to not. Like he used to be the rock, yeah. right? I, I remember the Super Here's Bowl, the, obviously, and you're right? just like, it's wow, crazy who is this guy? It's incredible. The first
0: half of his career, it's like he kept putting them ahead, and the defense would be the thing that would lose them yeah. in the game. The yeah. back half of his Arizona career, game. It's Look been, at the Arizona okay, game, right? 100%. Arizona game the
1: playoff 100%. Game. he pulls it out of his asshole twice makes it happen and the defense shits the bed in the next play of the game in overtime
0: i mean but <laughs> then you like juxtapose that with the back half of his career and it's like how many times has this guy had the ball in his hand to go win the game and he can't do it you know what i mean so it's just it's just a different dynamic uh dependent on the time frame of his career that you're looking at
1: he, Soder, thanks for Super Chat, 12 could do the carry the G pregame meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Come to I'm sure the Plaza Packers, Pit Stop. I'm sure the you Packers see, would pay for that. Like $10 million not, in appearance. Carry the G. I mean, Dude.
0: it is his phrase. We took it from him, so why not?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm sure, like, after he retires, he's going to try to fight us on the trademark this is gonna be fun i can't wait nick keller gonna he's gonna have so battle. much money too it's gonna be crazy nick keller thanks for super chat gents what a year thank you for everything you do a true master class making our favorite team even more entertaining moving to green bay soon oh, can't wait to man. see you both around thanks nick appreciate amazing ya. nick
0: thank you so much really appreciate it man uh,
1: everybody should move to green bay it's a it's a good place to be uh <laughs> Swat, thanks for Super Chat. The juxtaposition of Corey ranting next to Aaron laughing is a much-needed joy for the season. Thank you both for being formative, entertaining, and, of course, for carrying the G. Go, Petco. Thank you, Swat. Appreciate
0: you. Hey, Swat. Um, Appreciate you, man.
1: Ian... Oh, he's reminding me. Hey, Corey, I did see you in GB right after you got the house. Remember, I got to take a pic with Nags in the backyard and meet your fam. Must do it again. LOL. Oh, yes, I do gosh. remember now. Thank that's you right. for reminding me. That's right, I appreciate that. I, uh, dude, I, that's so long ago. I, I, I barely remember what I did yesterday. That's another Actually, world, just, man. That's
0: a whole it. another world. Yeah,
1: um, no doubt. oh my goodness, I'm like, the Packers, they're so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> they, really uh, they are. can be like times. honestly this season I have never felt I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna be straight up I've never yeah. felt more depressed and kind of just annoyed by the Green Bay Packers than ever as a fan <laughs> and I don't know ever. why I don't know why maybe it's like we're out of the pandemic just, and we're kind of back <laughs> to stuff and like maybe right? it's Aaron Rodgers I don't know what it is but it's
0: like you know what you know what you need to do you need to take a deep self-scout and deep dive into Lake Corey and figure it figure it out, man. You need to like, I do. Just kind of break it down piece by piece, game by game, and figure it out. You
1: know, I might need we to microdose my ayahuasca. Bit, I might need to microdose. Do some microdosing.
0: Oh, there you go. I can could, It couldn't hurt, right? Couldn't hurt. Uh, let's give a shout out to our Patreon members. Uh, you guys are really the lifeblood of what we do here at Cheesehead TV. We really appreciate your support. Crazily enough, as as bad as the Packers did this year, we grew again in numbers on Patreon. I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much. If you want to join, support what the brand does, patreon.com slash cheeseheadTV. Also, a shout-out to our Carry the G Club members here on YouTube. You get access to our weekly happy hour, special emojis featuring Corey and myself, and you do support everything at CheeseheadTV. Really appreciate that support. Corey, before we head out into an off-season of great import... Do you have anything, uh, any final words for the, the Packers fan base out there? Since, essentially, we won't hear from you again probably until the draft.
1: April. Um. Yeah, no. If you can find carry the G, try it because it's good. <laughs> I like it.
0: It is good. It is really good. I, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with my co-founder here. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We understand there is a ton of content out there. And the fact that you make Cheesehead TV even a small part of your daily Packers intake means the world to us. Thank you so much. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans
1: worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation. And we're... we're... I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, We're going to take it one day at a time and and just, it's going to be fluid though. That's all I can tell you.